ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಓಂ ಭದ್ರಂಕರ್ಣೇಭೀಷ್ಣಿಯಾಮದೇವಾ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷಭಿರ್ಯಜತ್ರ ಸ್ಥಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತುಷ್ಟುವಾಗುಂಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವ್ಯಶೇಮದೇವಹಿತಯದಾಯು ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ವೃದ್ಧಶ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷ್ಯೋ ಅರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದಾತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಜಾತೆ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ unto which everything resolves itself is free of everything and the example that is always given is the the one of the canvas the canvas on which the horror movie is being projected why horror movie samsara <laughs> samsara is like a horror movie or sometimes like a sad movie with a few running around you know like the bollywood movies they have these scenes of people running around uh, behind uh, uh, the trees around the trees few musical moments that's it that is samsara so the what happens is the the jeeva becomes jeeva because they identify with a movie not with a screen mm-hmm. the tapestry is the atma because without a surface you cannot have a movie think about that yeah you cannot have a movie just out you know on a field you need a surface and you know in india in the in the villages this is what they would do you know 20 30 years ago maybe even now they do i don't know they used to uh, rent the movie from the you know some old ones which nobody wanted you know they would rent those reels and then they would put up a tattered screen <laughs> and the audience would sit on both sides and on the wrong side you would make all the children sit because they don't care which way it is and this side all the adults sat and then you know and then somebody would be doing and then in between there would be a little gap because it was in those days where you had to actually physically take the reel and mount it on the projector and then whenever there was a gap the children would all go and touch the screen what happened to the hero where did he go what happened to the you know what have, yeah and they would look on the other side is the hero gone behind where is the villain you know so they would touch the screen in disbelief so like this this jeeva 
you know, identifies with a screen rather than the movie. And what happens if you identify with the, 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 the movie and not the screen? You scream. That's what happens. And so therefore, Adharam Anandam Akhanda Bodham. Bodham here doesn't mean knowledge. Bodham means that Chaitanya Swarupa. Yeah, that, that consciousness, that awareness, which is not morphed or, uh, you know, cut up into knower known, it, is, it, it just is. Even though it may take the form of the knower and the known, it does not undergo any change. Like even as you project things, project the, the dream world, you do not undergo any change. So therefore, from this jātaha, etasmat jāyate, from this alone is born, what is born? Prāṇa. Huh? And the first thing that is taken is prāṇa. What is prāṇa? Hmm? Yeah, the subtle life force. That which gives all the beings the, the, you know, the ability to be sentient, correct? That's what we think, but that's not how, how what is true. But the common understanding of prana is that which makes something alive is prana, correct? Yeah. What is the difference between a dead tree and the live tree? Dead tree lying in a form of a log on the side and the live tree standing straight, what is the difference? Prana, the presence or the absence of the subtle body, including the prana. The tree is also alive, which is breathing, but then if it is felled, then it is no longer having that prana, correct? The portions that have been cut away, even if they are bright green, after two days you walk that same way, they become brown and shriveled and dried up and the wood also dries. This is prana. And so, everybody depends on prana, correct? And in another Upanishad it says, Prano vai Ishvaraha. Ishvara itself is Prana. Prana is invoked, uh, you know, as a form of Bhagavan because it is Sutratma, it, it is that which binds everything together, it is that which brings things to life. But then you have to ask one more question. What is that one more question? Does the Atma need CPR? Yeah? <laughs> First of all, where will you do CPR means you have to only do it in the correct place, you know. You can't do it in the toes and on the nose and then say, you know, bring the ba person back to life. CPR has to be done properly in the correct place it should be done. So where is the, the Atma? First of all, where are you going to locate it? And then where are you going to make it lie down and where are you going? This is all pervasive Atma, correct? So does this Atma need Prana to be sentient? Only thing that doesn't need prana, which is the source of even the prana, is atma. Therefore, the, we begin with prana when we look at the tatasthalakshana of Brahman. Here, the tatasthalakshana means the, the, the definition that comes and goes. This is a definition only in connection with the creation. Because when there is no creation, in between cycles of creation, is there prana? No, because prana comes along with creation. Because we, when there is no creation, there are no bodies, there are no bodies sentient or insentient, there is no differentiation. So prana is also unmanifest. Kham, vayu, jyoti, apaha, all these five elements are unmanifest. You know, the Ishwarik power, maya is unmanifest. The jiva, unmanifest. Everything is unmanifest. So that unmanifest definition, the definition of that 
the its own swarupa the nature of the unmanifest was given in the last verse akhanda adhara adharam ananda akhanda rupa by itself that is uniquely its nature that which is the basis of everything that when itself is not morphed into knower knowledge divisions that which is ananda that which simply is and then when it is in a manifest form from that alone is, is, is the, the the truth of that alone is upholding the manifest universe and the manifest form is what this only the manifest form is prana is not separate from brahman prana is brahman brahman is not prana and then you know prana why we start with prana because we think that prana makes the subtle body because in the dead body there is no prana you pinch the dead body it will not say ouch correct and therefore they say that the prana has departed what has departed the prana has departed so therefore there is an imbuing of the prana with you know there is a feeling that sentience and prana are synonyms prana is just a medium for the sentience to manifest ah that we have to understand properly prana is a medium for this sentience to come alive to 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 broadcast itself so in beings that do not have prana mrit shiladaya like stone and mud and clay and all there is no prana so the the, the clay will not say uh, stop i am dizzy stop throwing me on the wheel and spinning it so fast i can't handle it what are you doing to me it cannot say that because there is no prana so the prana becomes a a a very primal thing in this universe which is very worshipful because without prana you know you cannot live and you cannot even be without for 2 minutes without breathing you cannot be correct yeah these yogis and all they stop breathing for a long time so that they can live longer and outwit the prana that is what they do they slow down the breathing yogis deep sea divers and you know these uh, mountain climbers they know how to live in this rarefied air they train themselves but even them even then they can achieve only so many so many times that's all you you know so many minutes so many seconds but not beyond that and because if without prana without all the and prana here is the upalakshana for all you know vyana apana udana samana everything so vyana circulation you know apana elimination you know samana digestive uh, functions vyana uh, vyana udana samana apana yeah and then udana what is udana uh, that which tells the other four let's get out of here times up it's like an internal clock tick 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 each time you breathe it ticks like a little counter and you come to this world not with a finite number of years but with a finite number of breaths mm so you breathe in breathe that's why they say don't hyperventilate mm-hmm. never ask for a paper bag why because it cost money in eugene now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere you go you know <laughs> you have to bring your own bag otherwise they'll charge you know 
they'll charge, for, you know, it's like paper bag means what? Sometimes when there is agitation, a little carbon dioxide brings the, the person back to, the, to their senses. So that is why they say breathe in a paper bag when you are anxious or agitated. For the ghora vritti it is good. <laughs> in case anybody missed Panchadashi today. <laughs> so, so therefore prana. So because the prana is such a vital thing because it is that which is called sutratma. Sutre maniganaha iva. Like the string which has a number of beads strung on it. It strings this whole universe together and brings it alive. But really does it bring it alive? No, because the prana has a dada. Dada means grandfather. <laughs> Who is the dada of prana? You, atma. Yes, atma is what brings prana. Etasmat atmanaha jayate. From this atma alone, the prana is this thing. This is a very, very nice contemplative set of verses are coming. Even this one is nice. As you are breathing, you can think. You know, am I breathing? You know, and who is the one who is breathing? Body is breathing, yes. But the one who is observing the breath is free of the need to breathe, really. Etasmat jayate prana. So if prana is coming from this, this fellow, then what about manaha? What about the mind? <laughs> huh? Mind kidar se aya? Mind also from, you know, from the same atma. The mind is very difficult to give up the identification. Because I am as good as what I think I am. And therefore if the mind is restless, the person says, I am restless, I am angry, I am, you know, not liking this. I am not liking this means I am as good as the Ragadveshas. I am restless means I am as good as the Ghora Vritti. I am sad, I am as good as the Mudha Vritti. Like this. So therefore, you know, so the mind itself is born of this Atma. So mind, the, all the subtle things are talked about first, which are difficult to observe and delineate. And then Sarvendriyani, all the senses are born. So first we talk about the level of the micro, the body itself, Prana, Manaha, Indriyani, everything is born of Atma alone. And then what? Then you go to the source of prana, mana, indriyani. Where are they crafted from? The five elements, correct? Yeah. And where did the five ele elements come from? Atma. Where else? Yeah. So, kham. Kham means space. Kham, vayuhu, jyotihi, apaha. And then, so, so space air, fire and the waters and then this earth which is seen as that which holds everything, correct? And who holds this earth? Atma. So this is Prithvi Vishwasya Dharani, the one who supports the entire Jagat, really Atma alone supports this. So saying this, the teacher gives the final touches on the teaching. Let us see. Yat Param Brahma Sarvatma Vishvasya Yatanam Mahat Sukshmat Sukshmataram Nityam Tatvame Vatvame Vatatu 
Beautiful, yeah. So, yat, yat means what? That which is under discussion. What is under discussion? What is under discussion? Atma. Atma. You. <laughs> you are the one under discussion. Atma is under discussion. You know? And now he switches. First he talked about it as Atma. Now he has switched back to Brahma. Why? Because he, he doesn't know how to talk. He keeps changing his mind. Bad teacher, correct? Confused teacher. No. Yeah. Why? Because they are synonyms. They are identical. There is no Brahman without being you. Because Brahman loses its limitlessness if it is not at once you uh, as well. It has to be you. There is no Brahman outside of you. There is no Brahman other than you. There is no Brahman like you. There is no Brahman unlike you. Any other questions? No. Let's move on. So, therefore... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, therefore... So, he changes the word here. Yat Param Brahma. That which is the ultimate, the absolute, Sat, with, without which nothing exists. What is that? Sarvatma. Here he shows that there is a, you know, there is a synonym here. That which is the Atma of all. The I in the buffalo, the I in the frog, the I in the cat, rat, the I in the anything that, that, that can refer to itself as I is just one. There is only one I. So many you, 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 second person, he, 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 she, 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 it, it, it. And if, if you are from the south you can say y'all, but you cannot say I all, correct? Yeah. We all is different. We are counting bodies there. But when you talk of I, it is, it is, it is delightfully singular. Grammatically also it is singular. And here it is called Sarvatma, the I in all, the I of everything, the truth of everything. That Brahman alone is Sarvatma. Just see the meaning first. Vishvasya Ayatanam Mahat. Ayatanam means the support, the refuge of the whole entire universe. Mahat means the, the limitless resource, the limitless support of the entire universe. Mahat also means great, huge, big. So, now we have a very interesting thing here. So, Yat Param Brahma, that which we are talking of, that which you came to me, you came to say, you, you asked me for what earlier? Adhihi Bhagavan Brahma Vidyam Varishtham. Remember the first three hours? First mantra was Brahma Vidyam Varishtham, the most exalted knowledge called Brahma Vidya, the knowledge of Brahman, please teach me. So he says that which you are asking, finally the answer is coming here. That which you are asking as an answer to your question. And what is that answer to your question? That Brahman, the knowledge of Brahman is you alone. That is Sarvatma. That is not just you, but the you in all the people that cannot be objectified. Because see, when you look at me, you are not objectifying me. What are you objectifying? The body. Or if you can read my mind, you are objectifying my mind, correct? Or if you can read the senses, you call out to me and I don't respond. So you say, okay, the hearing is going. Let's say if you were to say that, then you are objectifying the senses. 
but you're not objectifying me because the me in me is the same as the me in you. That's all it is. There's only one I. So there is the, that which I cannot objectify in you is the same I that you cannot objectify in me. When I look at you, I can also look at your body, look at your mind perhaps. But I cannot objectify you because that you is the same as me. This is what is called Sarvatma. And the ability to be able to sense that in, in everything is called knowledge, self-knowledge. And so he reintroduces the word Brahman here. Because that question, the teacher has a very good memory. The teacher remembers that he had asked a question about Brahma Vidya. And so here he says, here is your Brahman. Not your, your Brahman, you Brahman. Here is you Brahman. And you are that Brahman alone. And what is the meaning of the word Brahman? From Brihi, which is big. The root verb Brihi, which is Vridhau, which is in the sense of bigness. But bigness is relative, correct? If I say look at this big piece of black pepper. You will, it is black pepper big, correct? Mustard seed big. But then if I say, look at this big mountain, then you are not going to look here, you have to look up. Mountain big. So this, the big has very different uh, connotations depending upon the object. But here the big refers to the subject, not the object. A sizeless subject. The size is always a very interesting question because the size is always something that is that is calculated according to how much space it occupies. Correct? So the size is always how much space you it occupies. Meaning like I will give you an example. Like uh, sometimes I have seen near the airline counters or near the gate when you go to climb the plane, they will say Please check your carry-on. They will have a little empty thing and with some inches and everything. Please put your carry-on in this little thing and if it doesn't fit, we have to check it in because this is, this is our rule. So what is that? That size is how much space it occupies, correct? Yeah. So how are you going to, you know, measure Brahman, <laughs> correct? This many inches you know, this long, because the measurements are always three-dimensional. You, you have the weight, uh, the, the, the height, and then you have the width, and then you have what is called the length. So this, how are you going to measure Brahman when we have just finished hearing in the last, uh, just not even one verse ago, that out of this Brahman space has come. Correct? So here is something that which is not connected to size in any, any way at all. It has nothing to do with size because it doesn't have anything to do with space ever. Why? Because space, it is the author of space, it is the mother of space, it is the father of space. It is not subject to space. So therefore, again another similar question, where is Brahman, gives us, puts us in the same awkward situation. Because where means we have to look where. You know, and again the object depends on where I look. If you say where is 
ma the Mount Everest, then I will look in a particular direction, correct? Or if you say, where is this small little, you know, pin that I lost? Then you look in a different place because again your, uh, the, those objects are, you know, estimated according to size. And here is Brahman, which means limitlessly big, but which has no size. <laughs> which means big. Big without size means what? No particular size means that which is bigger than the biggest, that which is smaller than the smallest, that which upholds the big and the small, and the space which is used as a measurement for big and the small without being either big or small. It simply is limitless, it accommodates everything and transcends everything also. Understood? So therefore, how big is Brahman is not a valid question because again we are looking at Brahman from the viewpoint of space and we have, that's why the other verse came first. That etasmat jayate kham, kham means what? Space. Space comes from this. This doesn't come from space. But tied as we are into this space-time matrix, it's very difficult to, to understand how something is big but without having space as a parameter. How can something be outside of space? It is not outside of space. Oh, so it is inside space. You cannot say it is inside space. It is on top of space. No, you cannot say it is on top of space. It is underneath space. No, it is not underneath space. Then where is Brahman? Same way you can ask, where is clay in the pot? Is it in the pot? No, in the pot is pot space. We already established that yesterday. <laughs> so is it underneath the pot? No, is it on top of the pot? Where is the clay? In fact, all of the, the whole entire pot is nothing but clay, correct? Yeah. So all the things in this universe, big, small, tall, fat, thin, you know, everything that is measured by space is nothing but Brahman. And Brahman itself is free of all measurements, refuses to stand on a weighing scale, yeah, will not stand. Why? Because it just, it is everything. It's weight, essentially weightless, upholds everything that has weight. Essentially measureless, upholds everything that has measure. Essentially limitless, accommodates everything with limits, as though, as though limits. And so therefore, so tat yat param brahma, that brahman that you were asking for, which is what? Which is the atma of everyone, which is the atma of you the atma of the teacher, atma of, you know, everything, all the creatures. And what else is it? It is the support of the entire universe. If you take away one thing from the universe, uh, the, which is Brahman, what will remain? Hmm? What will remain if you take away Brahman, uh, you know, from the universe, what will remain? Huh? What will remain? Huh? Nothing will remain. So, it's like saying if you take away the dreamer from the dream, will the dream, can the dream sustain itself? No. Similarly, from the universe if you take away 
Brahman, there is no nothing that remains. And it is just like saying, if you withdraw the gold from the world of ornaments, yeah, ornaments, you know, will not remain. Or because the truth of the ornament is gold. What differs is the Nama and the Rupa. So here too, Brahman is that Adhara, the Adhishthana, I told you, that Adhishthana of the entire universe, Vishvasya Ayatanam, means the Adhishthana of the entire universe, including the waker, including the dreamer, including the three states that we learnt yesterday, that we talked about. It is the Adhara, it is the Adhishthana. If you pull away, it is like pulling the rug from under the universe. Nothing remains. Everything resolves because the existence of, when we say everything plus Brahman, the everything has a very iffy status. It is just like the ornament. Correct? Yeah. It is just like the ornament, but, you know, with a, 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 you know which entirely depends on its existence for gold, on gold. So similarly, Brahman depends, you know, uh, on Brahman depends the entire universe. And this is what is talked about here. Vishvasya ayatanam mahat. And then, sukshmat sukshmataram nityam. First it was said, it was mahat, it is great, it is huge, it is the support of the whole universe. And then, sukshmat sukshmataram, the subtler than the subtlest. Because this is where it's showing it is free of size. If it's bigger than the biggest, anoho aniyan, in another uh, Kathopanishad it says, mahato mahiyan, greater than the greatest, smaller than the smallest. That means what? You cannot look at it size wise. If you are wise, you will not think of size. <laughs> when you discuss Brahman, that's what is called size wise. Yeah, you become wise as to not apply size to Brahman because any notion of sizing up Brahman requires that you uh, put Brahman within space which is the upside down of what is happening here. Brahman is not, you know, the space it is Brahman, Brahman is not space. So therefore, this whole thing of size doesn't work. So the mind has to be boggled to understand this. So first saying it is Vishvasya Ayatanam Mahat, it is greater than the greatest. Then you think of some, you know, like that, uh, what is that, there is one, uh, what is that Greek god who is kneeling down and holding the whole earth on, on the shoulders, Hercules, like Hercules or someone, no, not Hercules, Atlas, someone. So, so there is one, uh, there is Atlas, yeah. Atlas shrugged. So, <laughs> so Atlas is holding the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, earth, just one planet earth, kneeling down and there is this face like this, oh, so like this Brahman is, you know, burdened and holding the earth, Prithivi Vishvasya Dharani is also being, you know, held by, the, by Brahman, everything is being held by Brahman and then Brahman must be very tired, as soon as you get that image of that atlas like uh, Brahman holding this universe, immediately what it says, Sukshmat Sukshmataram Brahman means the, it is bigger than the biggest, but then it is the Adhara of everything and then what? It is smaller than the tiniest thing, smaller than that, Anoho Aniyan, smaller than an atom, 
meaning no size is its size you cannot size it up so the one problem with size is that it looks at uh, uh, it makes space bigger than brahman the other problem we trying to gauge the size of brahman is it makes it dependent upon the observer so all that has come the observer the itself is brahman so all that has come from brahman is what mithya just like the ornament just like the the pots just like so many wooden chairs and tables and the wood world but then the wood is one and it lends its existence its presence and its being to all the things made of various artifacts it lends its existence so the shine of the ornament belongs actually to the gold the weight of the ornament belongs to the gold the size of the ornament also is the property of gold not the ornament the ornament is just a name and form so likewise this brahman is is the is the adhisthana of the entire universe and then you quickly say where is it where is it and then it's a sukshmat sukshmataram cannot is not an object of perception oh but then if it's not an object of perception how and on earth am i going to know it well nityam tvameva <laughs> how are you going to know it because it is you when right now no nityam tvameva all the time it is you ever it was you oh even when i was ignorant of brahman i was brahman yes even when i know brahman now still i am brahman yes oh thank god you know so this is what it is it is all the time you alone it obtains as you oh but i can't uh, make an object out of it i cannot perceive it as an object well you need not perceive it as an object why because you are here and you are self revealing aren't you yes or no yes, yes? what is the meaning of self revealing answer to the question are you here if you say yes it is self revealing if you say no we'll we'll have to talk about it tomorrow yeah are you here yes so you have to say yes you cannot say i'm not here that is a form of self denial you can say i'm not here but what happens when you say i'm not here you advertise your presence yeah not your absence you advertise your presence when you say i'm i'm not here so when you say i am here that that i need not be cannot be objectified that is true but what we do not understand is it need not be objectified things come to be known in two ways and i'm going to get technical here you are forewarned so things come to be known in two ways either you should have an appropriate means of knowledge correct to know it like for example i need the eyes to declare this to be a part yeah this is not the time to say all all that is here is clay okay yes. <laughs> so to see a part what do i need eyes to hear something i need the ears correct so the eyes and the ears in these examples become a means of knowledge that make the pot siddha pot siddha siddha means what the one who has lot of siddhis no 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 siddha here is just a technical term to say establishes the pot the eyes are the means of knowledge that brings the pot to light 
because unlike you the pot is not self revealing the pot doesn't say look at me <laughs> i am here too you know when you say are you here and all the students say yes and the pot also pipes in i am here too no that doesn't happen you are the one to have to say you know ghataha idam you know i am ghataha you know this is a pot you have to say that so when you say ghatoyam this is a pot and then what happens you know the pot is objectified with the help of the eyes correct yeah so this is the, the pot becomes siddha means here known established by the means of a knowledge by the means of a means of knowledge with the help of a means of knowledge called drishti sight so this is what happens to all the objects in the universe they are technically called pramana siddha pramana siddha you know pramana siddha means what established by a means of knowledge objectified with the help of a means of knowledge with the help of a pramana so all the objects in the world everything that you look at is pramana siddha so what about uh, you know objects like pot you know hat cat rat pramana siddha correct and then trees pramana siddha mountains pramana siddha water pramana siddha fire air pramana siddha space pramana siddha which pramana establishes space Uh huh? No. Yeah. How do you how do you objectify space? This is a nice question, isn't it? How do you how do you, how does space become siddha to you? How does space space become evident to you? No sound here. Sound and hearing. Huh. your body is in space yeah, but how do you know that how do you know that that is that is coming close how do you know okay my body is in space how do you know that anumana no no you cannot say i infer therefore there is space no no you cannot perceive space how can you perceive space no you can't see space you can see things in space correct but you cannot see space no mind does get spaced out but <laughs> no mind in in a way you are correct yeah it is it's it's the same way that you objectify time witness perception it is called sakshi pratyaksha witness perception a kind of a sensation in the mind that you know so somebody crowding you know somebody is looking over your shoulder you don't see them but you see, and they are not even breathing down your neck but you sense a certain feeling of constriction so that in that you know so it's not the, you know it's something that happens in the mind the sakshi the witness when the mind aligns itself in into a place of the witness then it perceives both space and time how do you know how much time has elapsed correct yeah sakshi pratyaksha how do you know where how much space is required for something sakshi pratyaksha 
you know, so Sakshi Pratyaksha objectifies space and time. So we have Pramana Siddha, correct? And then we have Sakshi Siddha, if you want to make that into another category, usually it's not. And so where does Atma come in? Is Atma, is Atma established by a Pramana, by a means of knowledge? Which means of knowledge will you use to establish Atma? Hmm? Shabda Pramana does not establish Atma. No. Vedanta does not establish Atma. Thank God. Yeah. Vedanta only removes the ignorance associated with an already established, already existent Atma. So that brings me to the second category of things which do not need objectification to be known because they are self-revealing. So either the, the thing is revealed by a means of knowledge like pot, cat, hat, uh, rat, etc. Cat, hat, rat, mat or pot, thought or they are self-revealing swatas siddha, swataha siddha or Pramana Siddha. So now we have two categories. Pramana Siddha or Swatas Siddha. Yeah, very good. And uh, so Swatas Siddha means that one is evident to oneself. How? By oneself. You don't need to ask the neighbor, am I here today? Please tell me. And if you tell me, I'll also do the favor of establishing you. And you can establish me. And then, you know, therefore we can go about our day. Because if I don't exist, how do I know that I have to go to work? You know, this is a problem. So that that problem doesn't arise. So Swatas Siddha, correct? Yeah. Swataha Siddha. Swatas Siddha and Pramana Siddha. So Pramana Siddha is for the entire universe of names and forms. Is Pramana Siddha by Anumana, by Sakshi Pratyaksha, by this and that. And you know, by the Pratyaksha Pramana, by inference, by perception, you know, all these things you can have, the, you know, cognition of absence, etc., is for all the objects in the universe. The subject is not subject to a pramana to, to, to reveal itself. Yeah. The subject reveals itself automatically. So it is svatas siddha. And so therefore, these two things we have to remember. Pramana siddha which is the whole universe, Swatas Siddha, only the I is Swatas Siddha. And if the I is Swatas Siddha, therefore we can stop lamenting why I don't need a means of knowledge to be revealed. Yeah, You don't need to be revealed. You, I cannot be objectified. It is so sad. I cannot objectify myself. You need not objectify yourself. Why? Because without objectifying yourself, you are already self-revealing. You reveal yourself. Uh, you reveal all the other things in the universe, what more do you want? You know? And when do I do, do this? All the time. The student here is told, all the time, Nityam Tvameva, Nityam Tvameva Tat, Nityam Yat, Yat Brahma Sarvatma, that Brahman you are in search of, O student, O Ashvalayana, and that Brahman is the truth of everyone and everything. It is the very foundation, it is the adhishthana of this universe. And then what? And it's the biggest thing that you know. And at the same time it is the subtler than the subtlest. 
and nityam tvameva it is always a nityam means self evident all the time as you because there is only one thing how many things are swata siddha that is my next question there are many things that are established by pramana how many things are self established only you yeah nityam tvameva it is that uh, that ever self revealing ever self luminous you that is you 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 are always there and then the teacher repeats it because ashwalayana must have done a double take <laughs> who me <laughs> you talking of me or the student behind me who tvameva <laughs> tat he repeats for emphasis yeah nityam tvameva yat tvam you know anuprakshi he whatever you had asked earlier nityam tvameva you know and tvameva tat you are that and that is you because even if you say you are that then maybe that is not me i am that no no that is also you you are that there is complete identity so this kind of a sentence what shall we call it mahavakya mahavakya, <laughs> mahavakya a sentence that reveals the identity between the the, the, the lowly peevish jiva and the and the great grand ishvara that is the you know when that identity reveals it is called mahavakya it is the ultimate in this knowledge so nityam tvameva tvameva tat that you know that brahman alone is you there is nothing in in you and then who is this tvam the same tvam tikakara says something beautiful here he says tvam karta bhokta avidya vastutah parabrahma eva natu anyah the one who you the same one who is brahman is the one who previously took oneself to be the doer to be the enjoyer to be the one who is full of uh, self ignorance that same you is that brahman alone which is the whole you know adhisthana of the entire you know jagat now the student had been quiet listening to the teaching correct yeah now the student starts talking because the student is telling the teacher you know how you know how this teaching changed his life kind of like the reflections you know after the one month course you <laughs> you reflect upon see i must have got this idea from kaivalya upanishad itself after the one month course you ref- the student reflects this is what i learned it's a very good thing to reflect because the reflection you know shows to yourself and to others to yourself it is good to re- recollect what, how this 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 teaching and this study how it altered your perception of yourself and the people around you and it's also good for other people to hear correct because then they derive certain inspiration that you can give them and then if supposing you feel you have not been transformed at all and then you hear five six stories from other people how much they have been transformed then you say okay maybe i have missed something and i have to think about this differently now because if other people like me are transformed then you know i i too uh, it is i too am capable of receiving this knowledge so like that it inspires everyone and so here the stu- the student starts to talk very beautiful and so the rest of the time the student is going to talk except at the very end so the student sa- says now now ashwalayana is talk- talking jagrat swapna sushuptyaadi jagrat swapna sushuptyaadi 
प्रपंचम यकाशते एक्साइटमेंट and in the excitement that he he speaks he shares it with perhaps there are other students he is sharing it with them uh, or he is sharing it with the teacher what all he has learnt and so he says jagrat swapna sushuptyaadi prapancham yat prakashate jagrat the waking swapna dreaming sushupti sushupti means what sleeping Adipadat, Adi means etc. Here, Adipadat. There was some question earlier asked that in you know, uh, what about lucid dreaming? You know, mm-hmm. yesterday Sachin was asking, what about lucid dreaming? Is that another state? And I said yes, it is counted as a state, but not. These are the three main states. Lucid dreaming will also be a part of the dreaming state, but it is mentioned separately in the Mandukya Upanishad. and that lucid dreaming that all knowing state is the state in which we say that the avataras are born already uh, with self knowledge and so avataras means incarnations of bhagavan in the universe and in uh, bhagavan in a human form is 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 already you know an enlightened being so that is what is called ubhayatav pragnya and so adipadat so jagrat swapna Sushupti, waking, dream, and deep sleep state, and Adi means all this lucid dreaming and any other in-between state that might might exist. All this prapancham, these worlds of the waking, dream, and sleep, etc. Yathu, that which make brings to light, that which brings to light, that power, that shakti, that presence. which illumines these three worlds of waking dream sleep and beyond if there are any what happens then tad brahma that brahman alone i am aham iti gnatva knowing this sarva bandhaihi pramuchyate the person is freed from all kinds of bondage sarva bandhat also you can, elsewhere it is mentioned sarva bandhat pramuchyate that is also you know that is also an okay fifth case is also okay freed of the bonds of samsara from the bonds or you can say freed you know you can use the third case freed from the bonds you can use the third case as well so here sarva bandhaihi pramuchyate is freed from all the bondages who is saying this ashvalayana the student how can the student say that one when one knows that the waker dreamer and sleeper sleeping states the truth of all that as one self which is also the refuge of the entire universe you know then all the bonds and the bondages drop away how can ashvalayana say that hmm because he is seeing that in his life he is seeing that as a result of this teaching sitting right there in front of the guru you know because he is a very evolved sage correct yeah one month course was enough you know and 
or one Upanishad was enough. And so to, 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 to uh, what's that, to completely loosen the bonds of samsara, no, not loosen, where the shackles dropped away. And so he is able to say that because he sees two things here. He sees that the waker, dreamer and sleeper, you know, is I, but I am not any one of them. I visit these states like a visitor would, you know, like yesterday we talked about the various states, you know, like you, you have a summer house here, a winter house there and you go here for some time, three months you stay there, then one month you stay here, you know, but then none of those things, you know, and let's say nowadays this new thing has started, share time, sharing time. Timeshare, yes, yes, timeshare. What do they do there? You don't own the place. You just give money for upkeep. Somebody is making a lot of money, but you can go and stay there whenever you want. The house doesn't really belong to you, but it belongs to a bunch of people like that. It's called, you just buy the time. You don't buy the walls, the garden, the yard, the land or the building upon which the land stands. You only buy time, correct? Yeah, this is a perfect example. So the jiva does timeshare in the waking state, <laughs> in the dream state and in the sleep state. This is a three timeshares. It's all it is. Eight hours in one place, eight hours time you buy and then you call it, you, you draw the blinds and turn off, switch off the lights and call it sleep state. You know? And then you go into REM, which is a, a very special timeshare. Uh, uh, why? Because even though you, you spend only a few seconds in it, you feel like it's many, many hours, correct? <laughs> yeah. It's a very mithya timeshare. And then, <laughs> and then you, you know, then you have the waking state, which is another timeshare. So just like in these, in these holiday resorts, you buy the time, you know, that you're going to spend there. You just give money for the time. You're not really buying the land, the condominium, nothing. You're not buying any of those things. You're just buying the time. And so like this, the jiva just buys a little bit of time here. It spends a little bit of time there, really. So the same I which is free of all the three states, spends time in these three states. Kridati, Puratraye Kridati, we saw that, plays in these three states, like three cities. You just play in the uh, three cities and then that was how the teacher said. And you know, you can't just repeat the same thing the teacher said, correct? Yeah. You have to make the knowledge your own and put it in your own words. <laughs> <laughs> so then in your own words, his own words, he's a serious student, you know, he, he doesn't make a lot of jokes. Yeah, I don't think he makes a lot of jokes. Very serious wala hai bhai. Yeah, so he doesn't even make, you know, word plays or anything like that. Serious student. And what does he say? You know, in the, in the prapancha, in the universe in which the, the waker and the waking universe, the dreamer and the, the, the man, manifesting, unmanifest universe, sorry, the sleeper and the unmanifest universe, the dreamer and the manifesting universe, that which illumines all these states, and then what? That is Brahman, and that Brahman I alone am. And knowing myself to be the stateless Brahman, all bondages drop away. This is a big thing to say. So he's saying two things. First he says, I, I know that I'm, I'm not any of these things. 
that I am objectifying. I am neither the waker nor the waking world. I am neither the dreamer nor the dreaming world. I am neither the sleeper nor the an unmanifest world. So what are you? I am that which upholds all three without being any of them. So he is saying that is the first thing he is saying. And the second thing he is saying is therefore I am free of bondage. What is the therefore there? How can you say therefore? Just because I know I am neither the waker, sleeper or dreamer and then I am free of bondage. What is the connection? Mm, the connection is that all bondage belongs to the states, not to the stateless I that just goes to visit the states. Yeah. That's the good thing about timeshare. You don't have to repair anything. You don't have to go. You just go there, spend time, come out. That's all. You don't have to repair anything. You, if there is a crack in the wall, you don't have to do anything. If there is a hole in the wall also, you don't have to do anything. You know? You just go there and then you have certain numbers and you complain and you know, you just do things and then everybody has a meeting and decides and it is fixed up. You don't have to call the plumber or the carpenter or anything like that. You just give the money, that's all it is, you know. You buy into the timeshare. Unfortunately, without spending money, you know, by just through a process of the, you know, spending the currency of self-identification, you identify, you buy into the state. Yeah. And then you inherit all the problems of that particular state. And then cry, oh, oh. And the only way you know how to get out of the state is to get yourself deeper into the next state. Correct? Let me go to sleep because I can't handle the waking state. And then you cannot get up out of bed. That is what happens. So, therefore, knowing that I am, all the three come out of me and resolve in me and are sustained by me, but I am free of all of them, leads to the instant droppage, you know, of samsara. No more samsara. All the bondage, the, the, the ocean of bondage becomes a notion of bondage. Yeah. So, this is what is the result. When the ocean becomes the, uh, the notion, this is the result of self-knowledge plus devotion. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om